0: How's it going how are you good how long are you guys in la for one day yeah. in and out
1: kids i have young kids so everything I, I do now is like congrats by the way required to be in and out you know what i mean it's like part of my like contract stipulations because it's just like nothing that's worth being away from your kids you know so like they're so young
0: baby number three three so what what are you doing out here in la
1: we're just doing press tour we got bill maher a little bit later um i'm doing that whatever podcast you're doing that? Yeah, I, I I don't get it.
2: It's is that what's like girls? Fresh and Fit?
1: Okay. Oh my okay, god. Okay, so it's like Fresh and Fit for girls. Okay, awesome. so that one. So we're just doing.
0: Candace should go on Fresh and Fit.
1: I should go on Fresh and Fit. Yeah. Do you watch that? No, I've only seen clips of it, but I know what it is.
0: What do you think of it?
1: That's the one that Andrew Tate went on, right?
0: Yeah, like a long time ago.
1: I don't know. It it feels like it's the moment right now, I guess. You know, like a lot of people are doing podcasts like that.
0: Because they're pre- they're pretty savage too, right?
1: Yeah. It's like, you know, I think like the hyper masculine podcast is kind of having its moment right now. And I think it's because there were so many hyper feminine ones for so long. So it's just like the equilibrium of things that are evening out. But I've heard about the Fresh and Fifth podcast, haven't been on it or seen too much of it, but it makes sense.
0: Do you think the hyper masculine shit's like going too far now that it's like, it's like the cool thing to do? That's what we say too. Like before you couldn't say anything on the internet. Right. And now we're saying like, now you can say what almost like whatever the fuck you want.
1: Well do you notice that? Yeah. I would say I don't think it's gone too far only because it was a very long period of just hyper feminist men can't say anything and so i feel like over the last couple of years now men are just like f that like i'm just gonna say whatever i want Mm -hmm. and so it's i just think there's a perfect equilibrium in the world and inevitably if you're gonna give this much energy to one side it was gonna come back so it seems like it's louder but it's actually kind of just evening out in my opinion
0: yeah like steiny with the whole streaming shit yeah i don't know if you watch like any of those like kick streamers and stuff but like no they're just being like it feels like they're, like, trying to get canceled now. Like, they're just saying, like, blatantly, like, racist shit. <laughs> like, oh, just, I have like, not.
2: It's like, right? It's or crazy. Not? I think now because there's, like, private platforms that are paying people that, like, have no censorship. That people are just like, yo, I'm going to say whatever I want because they know it goes viral.
1: Which already happens, by the way. I mean, that's like, uh, I have my little cousin who plays, um, I, I'm so sorry, guys. I know nothing about video games, but it's Grand Theft Auto, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah,
1: and all of the and the, what's the other one that's like the war one? I sound really ignorant right now. But Call I don't of duty. I, I've never played any of these. Probably games. Call of Duty. I'm. I stopped at Mario Kart, but this is fire. <laughs> like I just remember watching my cousin. He was playing it, and like the stuff they were saying in the chat. It's 11 oh, years yeah. old, and I was like, "This is actually where the free <laughs> uncensored." Like reading those chats, I was like, "This is an 11 year old saying this." So yeah, I mean, it's always existed there. There's always been quite, kind of this underbelly of the internet, but I feel like now. People are starting to try it, experiment with it on podcasts because of that, Like, I feel like, 15-year period of women just being yeah. like, men can't say anything.
0: How is it? This is going to be kid number three for you?
1: Kid number three, little boy, yeah, second boy. I have a son who's two, a girl that just turned 13 months, and yeah, this will be a boy. Back to back to back, which is what I always wanted.
0: How has how it been raising kids?
1: It's been great, you know, I, th- I think it's one of those things that I encourage all women to do. I think in in certain ways, men are lost, women are lost. Nobody really knows what they're doing in life. Like everyone's trying to find their purpose. And I think when you become a mom, everything kind of moves perfectly into focus, and you sort of realize that, like nothing else matters. Like your biological instincts override. and this is the most important thing that I could possibly contribute to planet Earth. you know? So I would say that becoming a mom has moved me probably into the most confident phase of my life, which is incredible because when you weigh that against what you're hearing in the school system, it's constantly being told this propaganda when you're a young woman of like, don't, don't have a family. Don't start a family. You know, men too, men too. Oh, wait until, you know, you're living out all your player days and we're constantly fighting against our biology. So it's interesting to see how much of a lie it is.
0: How's the oldest one you said? Two and a half. Are you nervous for like schooling at all? Well, no, because I'm me.
1: (laughs) First, I live in the South. So I live in Tennessee. So it's a little different. I'd probably be very, very nervous if I was in Los Angeles because the state owns your kids if you live out here. But um, I also just know myself and like I'm just not ever going to accept any BS, any nonsense. Like I say, if I have to be the parent that is just, you know, I will be at that principal's office every day. Like, I'll, I'll ask my kids, like, what are we wearing today? Because mom's Teachers are going to are gonna be scared shitless of Yeah, you, yeah. And I'm like, it's just like, you know, Parent I want- teacher yeah.
0: interviews, you show up, they're just like, fuck. I'm like, I'm
1: gonna be like you're going you're gonna to respect me. Like, these are my <laughs> kids. I don't even like when I see those weird TikToks and the teachers are like, these are our kids and we're going to teach them about all 97 genders. I'm like, these are not- When did that language even start? Like, these are your students. These yeah. are our kids, you know? And so there's been that sort of brainwashing that's happening, I think, at the college level. And- and they think that they're going to raise your kids according to what they think or what they what they've learned in their class, you know, in their college classrooms, and that's just not going to happen. Yeah, for, I was going to say, kids. do you think
2: do you think teachers have too much power?
1: They have for too long. It's shifting too. So you're starting to see now parents showing up at these school board meetings, yeah. like, what the heck's been going on? Why is my child learning about this? You know, these, and I'm actually happy for these TikTok teachers out there, wild with the purple blush and all the weird hair and talking about what they're teaching their students behind the parents' back because there needed to be more exposure. I think before people thought it was a bit of a boogeyman, like, you know, like a conservative boogeyman. People always want to politicize everything. And I think when it comes to kids, what's cool about it is that it's not a left to right issue, you know? So it's like, it's actually this uniting issue where I think parents are realizing, well, how did we get here? And the answer is because the government kind of superseded parents and said, oh, mom, go be like dad, go to work. You know, every mom used to be a stay at home mom. And then they did that poisoning of I definitely in my generation, definitely probably started before then, but just, you don't want to be a stay at home mom. You know, men are bad. The patriarchy is telling you that you want to raise your kids and have children. Don't you want to climb the corporate ladder? And I talk about it with pretty much everyone. I'm just like, how are women winning right now? It you know, sucks. Why do we want to compete with men and also then have to go home and make dinner and raise the kids? And so it's a mess, but I think it's a mess that is being corrected right now.
2: Just for educational purposes, what's like a, a guy's role when you're going through your pregnancy? What are the main things the guy does or has to do?
1: You know, it's funny that you say that because not much, you know, like there's not like, you know,
0: There's the. You can make the man work a little more. Like you could pull the pregnancy card and stuff. Yeah. Like when you want to, probably. You
1: know what? Here's what I'll say. I'll say every woman has different pregnancy. For me, pregnancy. It's been a blessing. I've had 3 back to back. They've all been very easy. Um and some women exact opposite like my sister, her first kid, she was basically having an allergic reaction for 9 months, you know what I mean? Like it was just like she was like 1 month pregnant and she looked like she was 15 months pregnant. So I think everyone has different pregnancy and they need different things. For me, it's just not that difficult like to be pregnant. So I just I just like life kind of just goes on as it normally does. But I will say that when I'm pregnant with a boy, as I am again, I'm a lot, It was just gonna sound crazy, but I'm a lot more aggressive. Like I just, I one time chased a Latino man out of a Chick-fil-A when I was pregnant with my first son and that, I had to look it up. They're like, yeah, when you have testosterone. Did he run? He, yeah, it was crazy. The Did you mess up your order? I look back up the story and I'm like, What'd that you, what was happened? the craziest, yeah, I don't I never care. never heard it. You know, it's fine, I mean, I, I, I it was. Did um, the wrong sauce? <laughs> it was even crazier. It was, I was eight months pregnant, which is like about what I am right now. And it was just when they were doing lockdowns in COVID. And I was living in DC at the time and I was recording the audiobook. And they had just started masks. So it was very new. Nobody was used to having to bring their masks. I drove my car for a lunch break to Chick fil A and I went in there and they had the six feet social distancing thing. And I had walked away from the car, like three blocks away from the car. I get into this Chick-fil-A and there's this tatted up Latino dude. It's only relevant because he was tatted up. I, swear, I have to mention head to toe tattoos. He's in front of me and we got a 6 piece social distancing thing. And the woman behind the counter was super nice. She was like, hey, um, you don't have a mask on and like you have to wear a mask now. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. Like I left it in the car. And she was like, it's okay. Like we have, we have extra masks. She takes out the mask thing and she <laughs> offers it to me, but she does it like he's at the register. I'm behind him. And so I went up and grabbed one. He was like, excuse me, excuse me. You need to keep your social distance. And I was just like, what in what world does a man see a pregnant woman eight months old and says, like, don't breathe on me? Like I just, I just lost it. I couldn't, I'm already so disappointed in the direction that men have taken over the last couple of generations. Full stop. You know, the difference between your grandfather and the the men that we are producing today is just sad and pathetic. It is. It's just sad and pathetic. The concept of (laughs) like, I'm a tough guy, tatted from head to toe, and this pregnant woman might have to breathe for a split second to grab a mask behind. I was like, are you kidding me? And then he said like, F you. B I T C H, and then I just saw red, and I, I I promise you, I got my food first. I like waited outside. I don't know what my plan was. There was no plan, you know what I mean. You <laughs> waited for him. Just, I was just like, I have, I uh, I am not done. It was like door man, you know what I mean. But what <laughs> am I doing? I'm eight months pregnant. I'm hobbling, <clears throat> you know what I mean. Yeah. And he's like, F U B I T C H. And I said, You probably won't say it to my face because you're scared I'm going to effing breathe on you. And then he was like fumbling for his keys. And I was just like following him to his car. There was no plan. There was no plan. I don't know if I was going to take, like, follow him to work. It was just a full override of like, fight me at eight months pregnant. And then I got in the car. I remember sitting there. I called my husband. I was like, This Latino guy, he's like, Where are you? Like, you need to come home right now. You know, (laughs) you are just completely out of pocket right now. I don't know what my plan was. I think I was gonna follow this guy to work and beat him up, and then afterwards I was like, that was a pregnancy little, you know, craziness. But it was definitely because I don't like seeing men act like little bitches, and I, when I see it, like, like when you see a pregnant woman trying to get mass, you should be jumping over yourself to be like, here you are, and I would you're have going it like, you. thank you, absolutely. That's yeah. all I needed to hear. Yeah. I feel like you just resolved the trauma yeah. two and a half years ago <laughs> by simply saying. I would have handed you the mask. There
0: was some people that like when they told you to wear the mask, like they did it in such a like power tripping way too. like you could always tell. Like sometimes someone would be like, hey, like, would you mind putting your mask? on?" And You're always like, all right, sure. Like, you know what I mean? But some people would fucking spaz at you and they would like, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it was a power trip. Yeah, it was a power trip. This guy was just like he was just presenting such. an oxymoron in the head to toe. I'm a tough guy, tattoos. And then like, God forbid, a woman steps behind me to grab a mask. And that is, I would say, probably a trigger point for me in general. I just don't like when men don't act like men. Do you know what I mean? The appearances. What's the
0: biggest way to like, like you said, men act like little bitches. Like what's like,
1: They're everywhere, but definitely in the way it's, it's little things too. Like I, I do a lot of this on my podcast talking about how I am the most likely to get arrested at an airport because just the behavior of men at airports I had, you know, if you're a girl and you're trying to get your thing in the luggage and a guy comes in faster and throws it in, what's happened? What, what are we, what has gone on in society that men are trying to race women through the airport, throw their bags in front of them. And I, I saw a guy once I'll lecture them too. I will be, I'm everybody's parent at the airport if they see, me. Cause I had a, like, I'll have a guy behind me and there'll be a woman by herself with three kids trying to put down a stroller. And he's like, Ugh. Uh. and I will be like, has it ever occurred to you to like offer to help her to throw it up there? Like anything has it ever? And then they look super embarrassed and sort of ashamed that a woman has said this to them. And then I'll get in front of them and I'll be like, Oh, don't worry. I'll help her. You know, things like that where I just some I don't know what's happened over the last couple of generations, but men don't help women. They don't offer to hold doors and things of that nature. And part of that, obviously, is because radical feminists yeah, you know, yeah. have said, if you hold the door for me, you're implying that I'm weak. So it's not like it's just the fault of men.
2: Do you ever fear about like looking like a Karen or do you think you ever overreact?
1: I literally wear a shirt that says proud Karen to the airport. Really? I sell them. <laughs>
2: Oh, so yes. you go in there ready yeah. f- to I battle. let people
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, right? it's not. Yeah. The whole concept of like is people calling you a Karen is to make you think that what you're doing is not legit. Like you shouldn't be upset about seeing something. So I tell people all the time, I'm the number one Karen at an airport. If I see something, I say something.
2: Something about being at That's the airport hilarious. just gets you fired up. It does, it's just you know, a stressful, it's a stressful environment.
1: experience. And it's it obviously has been further burdened by covid policies and all of that nonsense. So um, but yeah, I think we just all have to just do better, just do better in terms of how people treat each other out in public. And it's just it's
0: what's some other like far? don'ts for men to do
1: gosh, I don't want to give men this whole don't list. I just, just be a, well, it's giving kind of us like, it's just, yeah, it's yeah. a good time.
0: For you us talk about like, masked. pick up the bags or put yeah. the bags in the, Yeah, overhead.
1: ask if she needs help. Like when you see a woman by herself with three kids, I'm like, how do you not naturally want to help her? I do. And I'm just like, how can I help you? She's obviously stressed out. She's got three kids. No one's helping her. And you're huffing and puffing because you just want to put your bag on the, on the tray. It's just. Look around you and see how you can help someone. But I was raised by my grandfather, and he was so hyper masculine in that way. He was always like, you know, when I was a little kid, he was holding doors for us and he wanted us to be little ladies and he was putting jackets on us. So when you have that example in your life and you see how men are like supposed to act, and then you see how men are acting today, which I think is beyond horrible, you know, I'm just like, do you think so? Like, in what ways? Every way, every way imaginable. But I, and I, and just to be fair again, it's a response to the matriarchy that we're living under, which is telling men that to be a man is wrong. So I think it's hard for men to try to strike that balance. And eventually you get men that are like, well, F you if everything I do is wrong, if I hold a door for you. And you know that was a real movement where pe- women were, we were learning in school that if a man holds a door for you, it implies that you're too weak. And I'm like,
2: <laughs> do you think it like depends on looks too? Like I would run to get the door for you probably, but if like there's somebody else, like some other people like don't think about it like that
1: no, I I would hope not. I would hope hope that people would run to help a woman no matter what she looked like. If she looked like she was struggling, I would I would try to help them. And I do it all the time when I see people like I'll just stop everything and try to help them, you know. And it's just it's it's just we just have really poor manners right now. And it's by the way, it's unique to American society. It's not the same way in Europe. Yeah. My husband's always shocked by how rude like men are in America because they're very polite in England. Yeah, you know, and even have- other
0: parts of the world too, right? The laws are so different and stuff. Mm-hmm. Here, it's yeah, like the the LGBTQ laws, and yeah. I'm from Canada. It's even crazier there. You're Canadian? Uh huh. Yeah. I did
1: not know you were Canadian. I'm from
0: like just outside Toronto, Mississauga. Okay,
1: so why are there so many Canadians like breaking into the entertainment industry? You guys it's have always, great singers. It's been yeah, that you way. guys have always yeah, yeah been the rappers, Drake, the singer. Bieber. Yeah, but like, yeah. what's happening? It's such a bad country from a government perspective, and yet it produces a lot of-
0: Post-COVID, it's like completely different now.
1: Yeah, yeah. It used to be
0: like a lot more Canadian pride, but every time I go back there now, I feel like everyone kind of feels the same about it now, too. They're just trying to get out. Yeah, it's just like post-COVID, we're just like,
1: it's different now. I can't hear a trace of a Canadian accent on you.
0: A little bit. If I'm with all my Canadian boys, it starts to come out does it? More. That's
1: what always happens. We yeah. naturally like commute i've I've dropped a couple of y'alls since living in the South, I've never seen y'all in my life. yeah, it's just, cause, yeah it just naturally
0: happens. One thing I saw that was crazy was, is it Uganda that they they passed like a new
1: legislation? Yeah,
0: for homosexuality? yeah. What do you think about that?
1: I think it's great. <laughs> Great.
0: So what? No homosexuals? No,
1: it's not. They're interpreting the law to mean something that's. First and foremost, we say we believe in democracy. So if a bunch of people in another country democratically vote to say we don't want this in our country, we should respect it. But America is so busy spending money, literally billions of dollars per year, trying to get obscure countries that have no issues to take on agendas. You know, and I think that. I've largely changed my opinion. And I've obviously talked about this a lot on my podcast where I, if you had asked me 10 years ago, I thought it was such a harmless thing when people were talking about gay marriage and love is love and it all sounds so light. Well, that escalated quickly. Now we're talking about violating YouTube policies if you accurately gender someone, children in classrooms learning about uh, private parts and their sexuality and kindergarten and first grade. And we were told, no, 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 this is just about love. And obviously it's become about something else. And there is actually a sinister agenda that's going on. And I think what's happening around the world is people are seeing what's going on in America. They're obviously following. We are America. We're the United States of America. They, we are the most followed country culturally. And they're going, we don't want that to happen here. You know, it's It's disturbing. And by the way, have you been to Africa? No. They don't. They if you speak to Africans and even try to describe and what is a woman? Daily Wire. He did this. Where did Matt go? M- Mabash? Yeah, outside of it was he was in Kenya and he just is speaking to like people in Kenya trying to explain to them transgenderism and they just laugh at him. Yeah, they're just they're, you're a complete nut and they're the tribe people. The tribesmen are all laughing at him and so this. Thing that we've created, largely in our culture, is not something that people even grasp in other countries. Why, why do they
0: group trans and gay people together? Even because I feel like it's just
1: not even like doesn't make any the sense.
0: Same, it's just so weird. Why, why do they group it together?
1: Because if you collectivize anything, it makes everyone think that they have to stand up for something, right? So they will turn to gay people, and like, well, you guys have gotten gay marriage, and we've tacked our letter onto you, so you must now defend us. Um, and we are, and pretty soon they're going to add minor attracted people is the new thing that they're calling pedophiles. And so the more more that you collectivize, then you can guarantee that yourself that you have a, another group of people that have to defend something, even if you know it's largely indefensible. And I think what's happening now is maybe Well, I'm seeing a lot of it. Actually, there's a lot of gay people and lesbian people that are standing up and saying this actually has nothing to do with who I am. I might be a male and I'm attracted to other males, but I don't believe that children should be learning about sexuality in the classroom or picking their genders. And so, and and I think they were scared to kind of come out and say that before For for fear of you know, getting eaten by the beast that they helped feed. But we're seeing more and more of it. That morality is kind of overriding and people are going this went a little too far too quickly.
0: Yeah, because I saw, I don't know if you saw, but that kid in Uganda, he's like facing the death penalty. I, didn't for see like, I think it's like aggravated homosexuality. Yeah. So that sounds like, honestly, you and Gabe in the club on well, a Saturday you, night. Okay, that's, aggravated out of, homosexuality. that's crazy. But sorry. did you see that's the,
1: like, you so see the like, community note on it? Huh? That was what, what they told you, that he was for aggravated homosexuality. But that's the charge. Wait, what, what, the did he, charge. what did he do? Yeah, he's a pedophile. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he's a pedophile. Like, that's what you'd
2: say. Like, you'd probably do something gay to Gabe, and you'd be like, well, he
0: kind of, like, brought me onto it.
2: Oh, so now he's fighting his inner... It's like manslaughter not- for, like, gay. Okay. Yeah, I'm trapped if we go down this road. Let's yeah. just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I don't know.
1: By actually, the the guy involved was a pedophile. One of them raped a disabled person. And they, they skipped over this in the news. They just ran with the headline New Anti Gay Laws. But actually, the people that were arrested should have been arrested. One raped a kid, and the other person raped a disabled person. Do you uh, think
2: that, uh, do you think it's actually happening as much as people say? Like, they're really talking about. Being gay, trans, like at the kindergarten and first grade level?
1: Without question, especially here in Los Angeles. There's no question. I was in
0: the gym the other day and there's this like 13-year-old kid that like comes in to work out. We actually filmed it, but his parents didn't want us to post it. We, like he's a fan. So he's like, oh, I've seen the Trump interview and stuff and like that. And then I'm like, what, what are they teaching you in school? Or no, he said he saw one of our trans pranks that we did. Yeah, yeah. And I said, oh, like what do they tell you in school? And he said like they tell us we could be any gender mm-hmm. we want and shit. And like mm-hmm. I've never actually heard that from a kid and i was like holy shit like
1: yeah those i mean the school crazy. board meetings that they're posting it's it's incredible to Did see what they're teaching kids it's something that we never learned i don't know if you i never learned no. this in school so it's crazy how quickly the tides Insane. have changed you know we we weren't even focused on sexuality and things of that nature Do you think that's
2: something that should even be talked in the school system no. or that should just totally be handled at the house
1: handle at home 100% teach kids arithmetic, teach them their, how to spell, teach them mathematics, and leave all of the emotional engineering to mom and dad, you know? And I think it over, at least since we've been in school, I mean, I graduated high school in 2007. There's been a complete flip, and now the schools think it's their job to sort of emotionally engineer your children, and that's really scary.
0: Where but. does that come from, though? Like, at what level does, like, someone decide to start teaching that in schools? Like, whose fault is that? Well, I
1: think it's been a long process, and it was a very intentional uh, government mission. I think the feminist. Our government or like. Our government, uh, the West. I would say in general, but America and Canada definitely grabbed it, grabbed the bull by the horns. Um, it it, it, may, it makes perfect sense if you if you understand how people move towards Marxist and socialist society. Essentially, what they're aiming for is full government power, and governments can never be fully powerful if families are strong. So you have to weaken the family, right? And so you can go about weakening the family in tons of different ways. The first is weakening faith you know, making people, everyone turn into an atheist, then you say, actually, the concept of a nuclear family, which is obviously going to be your strongest family in marriage between a woman and a man, let's say that that's abnormal. Let's say, let's have everybody strive towards, you know, man, pregnant man married to female, I mean, whatever. You know, these headlines that you see that just make you just, your whole brain just goes, I don't even know what we're talking about anymore because that tells you that you're, you're obviously going to destructure the family entirely. At the same time, you have a push like feminism, which is saying to women, you need to compete with men, don't raise your kids. And at the same time, the government starts saying, we want to sponsor daycare, we want to pay, you know, kids six hours a day for school. Mom, you go climb the corporate ladder and be like dad, and we're going to raise the next generation of children, which is effectively what they're done. And it's also why they keep a stranglehold on Hollywood. Why people that are in Hollywood are so afraid to say they're conservative if they are. Um, the amount of inboxes I get. I'll lose my whole career if I say that I agree with you that we shouldn't trans kids. It's absurd. It's mm-hmm. just absurd that your whole career um, could fall apart. And you sense that fear. Uh, people are afraid to even talk to people that have very normal perspectives, <laughs> you know Or I mean? just raising our kids as they were born biologically. God forbid you say that. Mario Lopez came on my podcast a couple of years ago and he said nothing and almost lost everything. I mean, he just said, you know, for me personally, I think children should make decisions that are permanent when they become adults. I mean, he had to issue that full throated apology, that copy and pasted one that somebody wrote in Hollywood, they all write, you know, it's like after deep reflection and consideration, I realized how my words may have harmed someone. He had to do that to, you know, to save his career. Um, And I don't blame him for doing it. I'm not even knocking him for that because he's a father and he's got tons of children, but that's That is how much they care how severe it is um, for them to protect that narrative and to control Hollywood because Hollywood controls minds. I feel
0: like it's flipping now, though. I think one example is definitely the whole like Bud Light situation, which is like an actual like business example of how like I feel like that was that the first anti like woke cancellation ever? You
1: know what? That was a
0: big statement by society, I think. Yeah. People people are done. People
1: are done. And what I will say, what I actually said was super disappointing about it was that when that was going on and you had, you know, Dylan Mulvaney, he was taking sponsorship after sponsorship after sponsorship, deal deal after deal after deal from women, from biological women. And women didn't say anything because women are too soft. I mean, it's the truth. We're, we're emotional, we're soft, and we are the people that are so easily conditioned to support foolishness, right? Then he traversed into a male space, which was beer. And men were like, okay, <laughs> you can play with my wife's Victoria's but we're not doing this. And it was, the, it was, the reaction was viral. It was insistent. And it was everything that women should have done as Dylan was in our space, but it took men to stand up and defend women and say, this is enough, you know, which I'm deeply appreciative of, you know, they really led the charge and you had Kid Rock out there and obviously Matt Walsh, the Daily Wire, and suddenly it all collapsed, you know, and and then suddenly brands don't want to touch Dylan Mulvaney because they're concerned because they saw (laughs) um, what the reaction was, but it shouldn't, it shouldn't have taken men saying this is ridiculous. Women should have had the wherewithal to say this is actually ridiculous.
0: How do you think we deal with like the trans, I don't know what to call it situation or whatever, but like obviously there is trans people, whatever they think they are, whatever they want to do. Like what is the solution to it too? Like
1: common sense. Listen, if you are bizarrely obsessed with your own sexual fetishes and weird things. And you want to be like Sam Britton, the person who was fired that worked for Biden that was stealing the luggage and wearing women's underwear. And did you remember that you follow that whole the nuclear energy? I didn't see that. Bonkers. You should definitely look into it. It was Sam Britton was working for the Biden administration, wearing heels every day, lipstick, basic. Like, did Pup play? Do you know this new thing? No. No, what is that? I honestly don't want to tell you. What is it? It's so not PG thirteen. It's called a pup play. Yeah, so if you ever so. see these pride parades and they're like men that are walking like dogs and chains, have you seen this stuff? It's really, really what is that? gnarly. But what the reason is because what they the have that? they have sexual <laughs> really objects inside of them. <laughs> They that's have sexual, some different type of role play. I don't know what that it's is. It's but now it's under the what we we're talking about. It's under the balloon of LGBTQIA into whatever. Um, and so you have this sort of stuff that's going on. And what you want to do in the privacy of your own home if you're not harming anybody, not really my business. But when you now have decided that this is an agenda and everybody has to accept it and everyone has to, you know, abide by it and pretend that it's normal and pretend that if you think it's not normal for people to see this in a parade that you're the you're the person that's problematic i mean that's where i think i and pretty much every parent draws line. i think the majority of people draw a line
2: have you seen that in public like a
1: any a chain? pride parade any pride parade any pick one, especially here la It's like extreme. la is leading the the freaking charge on this stuff i mean you, you see the guys nac- naked bicycling
2: yeah. Oh, no. Not yeah. pay attention to that. Yeah, they were
1: completely naked, bicycling children at a parade. I'm like, if a straight person just got naked on a bicycle and they were being cheered. Yeah. What is this? How is this not under yeah. the category of fetish?
0: Yeah. I don't know. Why
1: do you why do you want to be butt naked in front of children going down the street? It's weird yeah. that people protect it, you know, and pretend that it's normal. It's not normal.
0: For sure. Speaking of gay, Obama. <laughs> do
2: you think he's gay?
1: A 150. 52%. What? Wait, wait. I, yeah, why I did he I say that? I followed that stuff for years, so it's weird that it's kind of, I'm, I'm glad that Tucker's kind of bringing this up, but that guy was never debunked. And I'm just like, if you're the president of the United States and some guy comes out and says that he's been doing drugs with you and he's been having sex with you, I'm assuming you've got the lawyers that can take care of his defamation. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, this is not because
0: he, Obama's admitted to doing blow too, right? In college, I, I
1: think. I don't know, but then, but now his letters have come out between his ex girlfriends. It looks like a vacuum. And he talks about how he's has, he has all these gay fantasies and he's not debunking that either. So let me be clear if somebody came out and said, This is a letter that Candace wrote to me and she's, you know, talking about all of her weird sexual fantasies, I would get a lawyer in three seconds you to say this should- isn't real. He's not doing any of that.
2: You think you should even care?
1: Should he care? Yeah if it's fake, I think definitely he has children. It's just kind of pretty gnarly to think that someone's going out there and saying that you're not only a homosexual, which would mean that your entire marriage is a sham and a lie, but also that you're, you were doing crack. I think that's pretty big, right? I mean, I would personally care no matter how old I was. I would never let somebody tarnish a reputation if it wasn't true. And I was always stunned by his lack of a reaction to it. Um, and now that he has ex-girlfriends, that are saying that he would write about his homosexual fantasies and they're producing the letters. I mean, how are you – wouldn't you say that's not my handwriting? I didn't write it. What person would just know? Wait,
0: hear? so some letters came out too?
1: Yeah. His, um, Tell us what you
0: know because I haven't, look, I haven't so seen too much. So his
1: ex – he had a ex-girlfriend. I want to say it was at Harvard. Harvard, don't quote me. But they used to just write you know, love letters back and forth with each other. And he would write to her in detail about his homoerotic fantasies that he has about men. And then he said, you know, but I'm going to choose to live my life as – A heterosexual male, like just as a kind of a business decision, is what it almost sounds like. This is what I have to do. And so she doesn't know the guy who said that he was picked up in the limo. And he's been saying that story for years. He has consistently told the same story. He has produced proof. The media has had had no interest in debunking it. It's sort of like when Hunter Biden's laptop drops. Just as no interest, you know, just I'm just gonna and that's how you know it's true. Because of course, if this was actually a fake laptop and doctored photos, somebody would be getting sued. You know what I'm saying? You can't just put out fake doctored images and fake letters about me, and I'm just gonna be like, I'm just gonna stay quiet because it is what it is. It's not, you know, that's when pretty When did those serious. letters come out, like recently? Or that last, was in the last month. Um, they've been out before, but they had redacted some of them, and then she sort of came out and uh, did an interview about it, and she's not the only one. I mean, the, the, these rumors have been following him for years, and I think Tucker kind of just recently unearthed it, uh, the original guy who has not moved to story at all about, you know, him going and getting him crack cocaine when he was a senator and then performing fellatio on Barack Obama. I mean, would you just take these rumors sitting down if it didn't happen?
0: <laughs> a Playing problem? devil's advocate, though, like if someone don't like the conservatives and stuff get pissed if someone does that to Trump or like just like, does this guy really have any credibility or like? Like a random guy saying he came out and He wasn't random. He
1: had like receipts from his credit card, said exactly which hotel they were at in Chicago. So there's a lot of
0: proof to it. Yeah, and and, at the time
1: he did a press conference and any media member could have debunked it. You know what I mean? You would go through and say, this is actually completely ridiculous. This is not what happened. Instead, they um, did the thing that they always do, which was they problematized the man. Obviously, the man admitted he was doing crack, you know, and they were like, well, he's also, you know, spent time in prison for credit card fraud. What's up with anything? He's yeah. telling you that he hooked up with Barack Obama and had gay orgies. And now you have a woman who knows him who is saying that he's written about his homosexual fantasies. And it just all adds up to me. I just, I don't know any person who would just take that sitting down and wouldn't just say this, or at least a statement. I This is completely, I'm not even going to address this. It's so ridiculous okay. and beyond reason. He's never said anything about it. So does it matter that Barack Obama so was he the
0: first gay president and black president?
1: He was the first gay and black president. It looks like that's a pretty big achievement, which is really big achievement, yeah. which I think is something we bring us all together.
0: Did you like Obama or no? Well,
1: I was a, a lib when Obama got elected. I wasn't I didn't vote for him. I didn't vote. The first time I ever voted was for a pro- Republican president. I wasn't engaged in politics, I would say. But you could not. I feel like as a black person in America, the promise of the first black president. And oh, by the way, as a white person, too, I think no, was everyone yeah. was Good sort of hit with this feeling of, yay, we have fi- fi- finally getting over the sins of our past America. And I remember crying when he won, the I that he won in wow. 2008. I mean, I was in-
0: I was- Boys, this episode is sponsored by Shopify. So boys, if you're thinking of starting a business, doing anything, get something going, you can go to shopify.com slash full send and sign up for a $1 per month trial, period. So all lowercase, go to shopify.com slash full send and take your business to the next level today.
1: I was in freshman year of college, but I was sitting there just watching the news be, and people were running into the streets and celebrating and yeah. like as a guy he's a man like obama's
2: the man. yeah i don't care if he's gay he, he's super relatable yeah. too totally, but. it's
1: totally cool if obama's gay it's totally yeah, it's cool it's fine
2: what's <laughs> up with all the liberals and like blow and what like barack obama and at the white house they're finding blow like
1: oh i didn't yeah. know they got
2: down like that how honestly. amazing is that
1: i did i did are you kidding me it's i mean Hunter hundred laptop kind of gave everything away i think um but it's just incredible that they're going with we can't figure out who brought the blow in I think that's amazing I almost have to respect it it's definitely not
0: the first time though it's just someone the first time someone got caught it's
1: the it's the most surveilled building in the world you can't go one inch into there without you're gonna tell me and I know exactly where they found it it's just incredible to believe that they're actually gonna run with we just couldn't figure out who who put the blow in there that's how you know it's someone high up yeah because they would have thrown an intern on the bus in four seconds you know they would have thrown it's it's got to be someone in the first family you know
0: Back to Obama. Green
1: Jean Pierre or someone, you yeah. know, someone really in it.
0: People say that Obama's still like pulling the strings with like Biden. Is that, do you think that that is going on?
1: I've actually heard Su- Susan Rice from some people that I know that are still working with the administration that Susan Rice is pulling the strings, but I don't know. That would be full. I have no proof of anything. So that would be me fully dabbling in conspiracy theory. But I think what we can all agree on that's not conspiracy theory is that Biden is not running the show. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. He, uh, he is not, he can't. He can barely walk right now. I mean, he's yeah. down, he's got all the early signs of dementia, and it's actually sad to watch because I lost my grandfather a couple of years ago to dementia, and y- you, I almost don't want to make fun of it, but it's so evil. I think I can't imagine Joe Biden, Jill Biden, allowing her husband to suffer that publicly with cameras, right, all for power. I mean, you can see it in his gait and the way that he walks and his forgetfulness and the lashing out, something that my grandfather started to do, because when they come back into their memory, they're like kind of angry that they don't remember or that somebody wasn't listening to them. And he's showing all the clinical signs of not even early dementia, I would say. He's like he's in dementia. um, And everyone's just pretending that he's not, which the media is just whatever. Yeah. Just having another gaffe.
2: You said you were a freshman in college when you were a liberal?
1: Yeah, I, I was a liberal all through college.
2: When did you make the switch?
1: After um, university with Trump, which was crazy. I didn't want Trump to win. I was like, absolutely not crazy. Maybe Bernie. I remember Bird landed somewhere on Bernie Sanders. And I was like, cool. That I, you know, I wasn't engaged politically at all. Uh, and uh, it was just weird because I didn't want Trump to win because I thought he was the guy who says you're fired. And it just didn't make sense to go from like Barack Obama to <laughs> freaking you fired. So it was a very innocent reason for not wanting him to win. And then I thought it was amazing that like everyone suddenly said he was like a racist, a sexist, incestuous. They went so hard that it made me go, okay, what's up here? Because that's the guy that was at P. Diddy parties. Everybody liked him. He was in the hip hop that I listened to. So you're not going to tell me that you just missed the idea you just totally missed that he was adolf hitler for the last 20 years he's been in the public eye Uh and so i just decided to listen to one of his speeches and i heard what he said and he he had pitched to black directly to black america and he like went through all the stats of how black america was suffering and then he turned to the camera he was in dimondale michigan and then he said you know this is you know the poverty rate blah, blah blah whatever it was and then he said black america i'm just saying you've given your vote to them for the last 60 years what do you have to lose take a chance do something different and i was like pretty good elevator pitch, like nothing wild. And then the media tried to flip it. The media that I trusted tried to flip it and say that he was looking Black America in the eye and telling them they were poor. Don Lemon was like fake crying. The whole thing was weird. And it it actually just piqued my interest of how many times do they say that he said something that he didn't say how many times because I actually happened to catch that speech and then it kind of became became this whole you know journey into realizing that the media just lies and black america is usually at the nucleus of the lies you know because i think they largely view us as irrational and emotional and they know that if you dangle the little racism carrot that black people will just be like oh they're like oh look it's racist and then black people, ah, and 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 kind of do the bidding for the media without further thought so you know it was I'm making it sound like it was a very easy process, but I went through, I definitely went through a period of almost two years of cognitive dissonance thinking I was crazy mm-hmm. because you believe something your whole life. Yeah. And then just like that, you realize it's not true. Like I genuinely believe Republicans were racist. I genuinely believed that they wanted to send black Americans back, that the South was racist. So, and then suddenly I think the opposite, how do you even talk to like your sister? I haven't even explained this to your sister. I have two sisters and a brother. How do you talk to your friends when your whole circle is vibing one way and suddenly you're seeing something different? It's, It's very hard to go through. You think
0: that's the biggest reason why people don't like even like, yeah, the racism topic or like some people just how can there not be racism? Like, is it because they don't want to accept like their whole life is kind of like a lie or like what they've been taught? Well, the thing is, is
1: there is racism, right? Obviously. I mean, we see racism against white people, racism against black people. It's everywhere. Mm -hmm. But it's not a systemic issue that's stopping black America. That whole narrative that like black people can't get ahead because of racism is complete and utter garbage. Actually, one of the biggest reasons black people can't get ahead is because they've been fighting the boogeyman of racism because they have. the the media and the government wants to have a permanent underclass. You have to have this permanent underclass of slaves, you know? Um, And you see this in Marxist societies. They want to keep people warring. You never want people to come together because once you come together, you're sort of looking at the government. You're not looking at each other and hating each other. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think for some people it's – they don't have the humility to admit they're wrong. And I'm I'm grateful to God that I had the humility to admit I was wrong. Some people just go further into their ignorance. That's when they get the whole – Delete me if you voted for Trump. <laughs> I mean, like, I if you can't see yeah. this, or if you have one bad thing to say about George Floyd, we're not friends. I mean, full people that have been friends for 30 years watch their friendships fall apart over George Floyd. That's wild. Like yeah. the internet, that shows you how much power the media has over people's minds. How are you going to try to convince your homie, you've been friends, say you're white and black, you've been friends for 30 years the <laughs> media just presses a button and people legit never talk to each other ever again.
2: Yeah. Well, I saw yeah. recently too, though, that Trump's starting to gain a lot more support from black America. Mm-hmm. So why do you think that is?
1: The first thing I'll say is uh, it's more amongst black men, which does not surprise me because a lot of black men follow my stuff. A lot of black men do like podcasts talking about like stuff that I say. Black men are way more receptive to it because I think they... Um, they're guided a little bit more by just common sense. You know what I mean? And they're not going to be as, well, they're men also, they're not going to be as emotional. That's, that's Mm -hmm. the truth too. There are different attributes. Women are more emotional than men. So I've seen that even in my own work is that like a lot, there's so many YouTubers that like talk about stuff that I do and watch what I do and react. And the black women have been really not receptive to it, which is really interesting to see. Um, obviously the, the mugshot backfired. That was <laughs> the, the black. If you've not seen black responses on TikTok or Trump's mugshot and you just want to laugh oh, they for love it, that, they yeah. are hilarious <laughs> it's the funniest things. Yeah. I did a whole segment on my show and it. it was just, it was amazing. Um, but yeah, I think at the end of the day, somebody he speaks like a blue-collar worker, even if he's never been a blue-collar worker. When you're around him, he's he's really warm. I mean, you guys have met him. He's yeah. you can't describe it. He's got the thing um and it's not just because he you knows so how to
0: make people feel good
1: yeah, sure. yeah he does he, he's it's very and i try to say to people i'm like his when you're around him his aura is very it's blue collar it's relatable he's funny he's telling jokes he doesn't feel like he's this big unattainable person and that's hard to to strive that, that, that that's hard to accomplish rather that's a that's a difficult note to sh- to strike and he does it over and over again, and people love him for that. What's
0: your predictions for 2024? Then, do you think that he can win, or
1: I think it's going to be interesting. So, there's no. Do you think qu- he gets
0: the nominee first of all?
1: I think he probably will end up with the nominee. Yeah, if I'm making a prediction today, anything can happen. Though debates are a big thing, um, and I definitely never thought Ron DeSantis had a chance. I said it from the very beginning, he has no really? chance because he doesn't have the it factor that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. He's exact opposite when you're around him. Like I've been around him, and it's like he feels like he thinks you're stupid and he's better than you and sort of like, you know, you don't really know what he actually thinks and you in and so he didn't have the it factor and people were really angry at me for saying that but I called it from the beginning. I was like DeSantis just doesn't have the juice, you know. So <laughs>
2: who would win then? Um, Besides, he is he electable though? Is Trump even electable with like everything going on?
1: I don't know. I mean, I've I have veered away from political prognostications because you know, there's things to even talk about in terms of all the finicky stuff that happened with our election and COVID and policies that have changed and mail-in ballots. And it just gets depressing to talk about. So I just say, you know, who I like in candidates, who I think will go far. I mean, I called Vivek going over the Ron DeSantis when Vivek was pulling at 1%. And he's very interesting and he's very hopeful and he's not mudslinging, which is nice. Um, He's like an excitable academic, you know what I mean? Um, so I was I just wanted to have everyone on my podcast, too. And when I spoke to him, I was like, you're interesting. I know you're pulling at one percent, but you're going to go you're going to go past DeSantis. than he did. Yeah. yeah,
0: he's already pulling past him. Yeah. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Just after that one debate.
1: Almost before it, they were they were neck and neck heading into the debate. And I knew that that was going to happen. And if DeVe- no of none of the money behind him <laughs> and wow. DeSantis has all the money behind him. And it just his campaign's message was just kind of like we're better than Trump, but that we're also going to mudsling and beat Trump, DeSantis, and but they kind of stayed out of the fray and kind of quietly, you know, right. was like the turtle in the race. And so he's been very exciting to watch. And so I I feel more like a sports commentator where I'm enjoying the sport.
0: Yeah, more. me too.
1: You know it's just fun to watch it's yeah. fun to watch now yeah. and it makes it better when you're not as emotionally invested in a lot mm. of different ways and I even like RFK I think he's he's like him talking about the vaccine stuff is Have super you ever cool. considered running no not right now I'm running out for toddlers so <laughs> I gotta be a mom first but right right now no in my life not at the place
2: you t- I saw you did a the podcast you did with Andrew Tate was like one of the most entertaining greatest podcasts ever yeah how was that
1: it was great. So you went to you went 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 to Bucharest. Yeah, I went there July. July. Yeah. like, wow, pretty recently. Now I'm thinking about it. It was freaking hot. What
2: did you think of him overall?
1: So I knew Andrew, my husband, I had met him one time before prior to that, which is crazy because he wasn't this huge. Well, he was big in the UK. But, uh, but he wasn't big in America, and there, like a, a, he's just gone way more international now. It's amazing to see, and I knew going into it that we were gonna have a good conversation because I'm not one of these people that ever wants to sit someone down for a gotcha interview. I was fascinated by Andrew Tate because of the power that he's acquired. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a person who's being banned in UK schools, right? Because kids are going like their teachers are brokies, like, what color is your Bugatti? That's funny. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's funny to think of middle school kids, like, calling their teachers brokies and asking them what color their Bugattis are. And I have a good sense of humor about that. I think boys, are little boys are funny, it's harmless, whatever. Uh, But I was genuinely fascinated by what he had built for himself coming from nothing. And that's always for me where I'm going to level the playing field because I knew that we had that in common. And so there was a natural amount of respect in the room to even start a conversation, you know, where I think everyone else goes in there and they're trying to attack him. And, you know, people are trying to, uh, you know, that people are angry at the fact that there's this masculine moment that's rising and they want to blame Andrew Tate on it and they don't want to actually examine how we got here, which is, you know, the Lena Dunham's of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it was it was great. You know, it was and I, I I wanted to wait, too. I wanted I knew in the beginning he was going to, you know, be more of the Andrew Tate. I, I always say like Andrew Tate, the character, because I'm friends with so many um, like MMA fighters and they all have like the character um, that's in the ring and they need that that character because that, I mean, you're going in to try to kill someone. Right. Right. But then when you peel behind it, they they are really interesting people, like very interesting, level-headed, w- well thought out. People think that they're stupid and they're not. And so I wanted to see that side of Andrew and, and I got it, you know, and I think people saw a different side of him and learned more about him. And so I, I was, you know, I felt it was, it was great. And people you, were mad at me. Do whenever. you think
2: he's like a, a, the right representation of what a man should try and be like?
1: I think Andrew is in the middle of a transition. Definitely. That is how I've read him. I think Andrew was kind of doing whatever. He was young on the internet saying whatever. And now a lot of that stuff is trying to come back to haunt him, but he just like doesn't care. And you can see, and that's why I said to him in the interview, I said, you know, you've got a lot of power now. And you do have to make a pivot um, because – when people are hanging, when these young kids in particular, these middle schoolers that love his every word are hanging on your every word and you know why because he understands why because they come from fatherless backgrounds and they're looking for that paternity elsewhere and you have become his cultural figure. And so with great power comes great responsibility and I've seen him making that transition. And I've tried to communicate that to people who don't understand that. Um, they are just so, he wasn't perfect when he arrived. Why wasn't he... You know, a perfect Christian conservative because he didn't have the opportunities you had in life, and uh, he did pretty darn good for himself. So let's give him a runway to really do some good. And I think he's trying; he's doing that right now. Yeah, because
0: I think he does. He's chilled out on like the girls' topics a lot, and like at the beginning, you could I could tell he was the some of the shit he was saying. He was just completely trolling. Yeah, like he was like a very serious stand-up comedian. But like some people took it seriously. Obviously, it's the internet. But I could like anyone that found him funny knew like. He's not gonna take a hundred percent of his girlfriend's OnlyFans. Like right. when we went to his house, there were OnlyFans girls there. And it's like he's not taking a hundred percent. Like it's you could tell he's say. trolling. Yeah. And, and then someone funny. finds it and yeah. makes
1: it serious. And and people were doing this over and over again. I was like, this is weird. Like he once tro- like he was so obviously trolling, and I swear a bunch of conservatives took it seriously. He was like, listen, listen to me. Like if you know, if Hulk Hogan had a vagina you know, or Megan Fox had a penis, yeah. Who would you sleep with? And then conservatives were like, He's pushing the trash. And I'm like, This is the most obvious, like, troll meant to be hilarious for a 13 year old to watch. Like, he just said Hulk Hogan with a vagina. The fact that you're trying to make this a serious, like,
2: I don't think I could answer that one. Either. Got, That's got, a really tough
1: but- decision, right? And then people were trying to make it so serious, and so Probably sometimes the humor gets lost. Uh, and I think that he. Because of what's going on in Romania, people just, you know, they see somebody drowning and they want to step on their heads. There's something sadistic about it, but I see it happen over and and over again. Where do
0: you think his charge comes from? Like, what's the conspiracy behind that? I did a whole deep
1: dive on it. You should watch it. Yeah, it was really interesting. I mean, it stems from, because I wanted to understand the case because I, I, you know, if he was actually human sex trafficking people from over, you know, over from America, that's kind of important for me Uh to distance myself from that. And so uh, I looked into his case and what happened when the police raided the story is wild. I mean, it all boils down to a girl who's, you know, has said that multiple men have sex trafficked her. like, You know, one of these women that uh, she was like a, a orphan from Kazakhstan who got adopted in America and. Was a sex worker before she ever met Andrew, and it's a really fascinating story. And people should at least know the facts of the case before they try to condemn him. My instincts, after looking into it, is that he's gonna very much get off in Romania, and people are gonna be very shocked because they don't even know what the case is about because they just people have just been pulling up old videos of him and saying that, like, damn, yeah. So where can we'll we watch see. that Daily Wire, yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus, if you look up, I think it's just just look up Candace Island's Andrew Tate. I think I've only done a couple of episodes talking it. about it, and yeah. I, after I came back from Mania, I was like, I really want to understand the case, and I just gave people the facts. And how do you
2: feel about like OnlyFans, the overall thing about how girls are just making so much money, and it's it's almost something like girls would rather just be an OnlyFans girl than do anything mm-hmm. else.
1: Yeah, prostitution is the oldest trade in the book. You know what I mean? I mean that's what's happening. We we are, everyone's becoming a sex worker. How do I feel about it? I think it's 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 really gross, and I women will have a lot of regrets, and a lot of the women that you see who are. These aren't happily married women with kids, you know, and so, of course, you're selling yourself. And at the end of the day, people make trades, and some people are willing to trade the rest of their life for momentary financial relief. And this kind of gets gets into people not realizing that it will inevitably come back to haunt you. I think you're seeing that right now, and this is a. I actually feel really bad for her, but. It's an example of what I'm talking about. The whole Logan Paul, mm-hmm. Nina Agdahl, Dylan Danis thing that's going on. What do
0: you think of that? <laughs> Pretty funny. Are you, no? Why are you smirking? It's funny. Well, <laughs> I think everyone thinks... I mean, I, I, mean, I feel is. bad
2: for her, though. Like I do, I, feel, I, I actually genuinely do.
0: actually feel bad
1: for her. I do. Why do you
2: think not, not that many but women are coming to her aid or trying to stand up for her? Well,
1: what do you mean? I, I think, first off, that she's in a world right now that you're in the UFC fight, you know, fight world. That's a whole different, that's what I was saying just now, like Andrew, a whole different level of troll. People that don't understand that world, which I very much do because I love Dana White. I love MMA fighters. A lot of these people are my friends. I I get that, how how they're going to troll, you know? So I think she's like Alice in Wonderland right now. And Logan is actually a very hated character. You know, he's hated for a lot of reasons, a lot that has nothing to do with what he does in the ring or, uh, but more to do with Talking, You know, like he came after me on this podcast once, you know. And so the problem isn't that people don't want to defend her. They don't want to defend him because he's flip-flopped. He's turned against his friends. He's turned against his brother. Jake is cool, by the way. I actually yeah. really like Jake. Yeah, Logan is like very... <laughs> Like buried underneath it all, I hate to say this, but he there's a lot of bitch behavior, you know. Like when he called me out on his podcast, did you ever see that thing where he was like full on acting? He's talked shit about us What did us he say about you, dude? Did you? See I can't remember the, what he said got, about you. you got, I you think he took one the at clip us when sure. you guys edit this of like okay. when he was like, like he does things when he knows he has to. He he wants to basically placate the left and the right. You get what I'm saying at different moments. And so when he was placating the left, he was suddenly like. White privilege is real. If you are white, you are privileged. And I have finally found the moment where I have realized this. And then his little homeboy to the left starts taking shots at me because I don't support Black Lives Matter, which is just wild to have two white men. I don't know. The whole thing was just wild. So I, you know, said something on Twitter. And then he like privately wanted to be like, oh, like, no, I'd love to have you on the show and we can talk about it. I'm like, I said right when I sent the thing, I said, he's never going to have me on a show because that was all about. Showing the left that he was whatever. And he's not about that life because if he meaningfully said that and thought it was real, like, you know, that I'm this big, bad person who doesn't support support BLM. Why are you doing it in a room filled with a bunch of white guys? Have me on to talk about what I actually think you guys had me on. You know, some people agree. Some people don't agree, but at least have the conversation if you're saying what you say meaningfully. Didn't do that. And then kept pushing it like, oh, yeah, no, definitely going to have you on. Then I hear nothing from him. And then privately, when all the Kanye stuff starts happening, he's like, hey, do you, you, can you get you and Kanye come on my show? And I said to him privately on Twitter, I was like, oh, so you weren't available this whole time for the last two years. Yeah, he was. So, you know what I mean? He's all about getting the clicks. And so that's not that's bitch behavior. You know what I mean? Like, I don't mind having a disagreement with you, but you better believe what you believe. And I don't think anybody knows what he believes, but we know what Jake believes. You know what I mean? Like, Jake is much more like he's not trying to just say stuff to stay relevant. And he will he will say whatever he has to say to please the YouTube gods, to please the left. And I I, I think that that's not attractive. Yeah.
0: Did you see that Dylan Dennis has like a secret photo?
1: Listen, Dylan <laughs> has been going hard like i mean it is I, absurd i am i feel bad for you okay. i want to say this and i think <laughs> yeah. she's like you know she's I, probably she's just for any girl
0: to have to go through that that's fucked. Yeah. He, but a- but it is absurd how many different photos there are <laughs> of just even like old men like and like you know what i'm saying like dicaprio Whoa. like
2: that's dope like yeah i mean that i don't Inception, think that's a bad thing that's Titanic, he might as well own the great but Felix, i wanted to say it, are you ever like so you saw the video about like the sausage she's talking about how she needs that yeah it does i think it did over 200 million views on twitter have you ever no, I like think he
0: got two billion in like 40 are hours. you ever
2: like how the fuck like how are so many people tuned into this
1: um you mean like why are there some people that are watching it i think but, it's because he just went so hard over and over again but there is a lesson to be learned in what's happened to her too it's you know She looks pretty young when she's saying all this stuff. And I think that women experiment with feminism and, you know, like we're talking about sex sells and everyone says it and they think it's cool and it's relevant. But at the end of the day, and this kind of gets into what Andrew Tate and I were talking about, like, men don't want that, right? So you can do that. You can make money. You can become a model. You can, you know, have – be invited to all the cool parties. But when men have to actually think about who they want to be – the mother of their children who they want to bring home to mom, and you have an internet, you know, videos of you talking about how much you want cock, it's just not going to play well, you know? And, and what it does is it, I think it hits at something in a man's biology. Like men want to know that a woman is theirs. You know what I mean? For sure. And then when you see, okay, she was this person's and this person's, and this person was paying the sub to watch her be half naked, And so women have to think long-term about what they actually want because if what you want in the short term is to make some money, there's plenty of ways to do it, you Mm -hmm. know, become another influencer, Instagram model, you know, but all these women are going to suffer from it. I mean, Kim Kardashian, You've got Emily Rodjikowski. Emily Rodjikowski, there's, find me the man that is going to marry her. And what happened when she did get married? She got cheated on.
2: But who, who's at fault there? Because is it, <laughs> are, the guy, are the guys at fault because they give them all the attention or are the girls at fault because they're like, yo, this is so easy. I can just post a picture of my ass, it's make all this money.
1: Trades. You know, that's what I'm saying. You're, you're trading your present for your future, and then I think when those women get older, and suddenly now there's they're not the hottest girls. You're not getting hotter as you age as a woman, yeah. right? You know, there's always going to be a younger eighteen year, 18, 19, 20 year olds on TikTok um, doing the exact same thing, making the exact same money, and the men are going to start looking at them naturally. You know, and so now you're washed up. You know, and it, it, the ass picks aren't ass picking. When is, like, when is
2: it appropriate to if? I'm in a relationship. When is it appropriate to ask how many people you've slept with before me?
1: You can ask whenever you want. You
2: think that's a first date type thing or you got to wait? Because he definitely is like probably like surprised too, right? I don't think... I think there's no way he's seen everything.
1: No you think? No way. No. No way he had see- I mean the videos no. startled me. I followed her for fitness cuz I'm super into fitness. Oh, you
0: already followed her. Yeah,
1: I like I like Nina Agdol. I've liked her for I mean, I got very into fitness over the la- I've always been into fitness but like very into it over the last I would say 6 years and she's you know, she's I think she's very pretty. I know that now everyone's saying she's not pretty, but I thought she was absolutely beautiful and she was into fitness, so she started this thing called the Agdol method. And so I I liked her for fitness like, "Oh, great she's like a young girl probably gonna get married into fitness I had no idea about all of this other stuff I knew she dated Leonardo Caprio for one year but I think that's like the Hollywood rite of passage at this point yeah Who it, right? Yeah, exactly I, I, I think everybody has done that um, And but other than that I actually didn't know anything so Dylan Dayne is digging this up I mean she's now suing him um,
0: I just saw that today yeah. yeah
1: and she's suing him because she's saying that it's caused her actual damage to her career you think there's a case definitely. there she
0: could probably prove that too like there's definitely some Trauma going on,
1: yeah. So I don't know. It's all I can say is it escalated very quickly, but there is a lesson buried in you know in it for women. What What do you think
2: the biggest takeaway for a woman is there?
1: Is just realizing that you know that cute. Cutesy, bootsy, freedom, sex. I want to talk about cock on the internet and all that stuff. Might be serving you in your early twenties. She looks like she's in her early twenties, you know, maybe even younger in some of those videos, and it's coming back to haunt her really badly. And unfortunately, it's making her. I think to other men seem like damaged goods. Like it's cause it's not what men want. And so you're not ever going to be able to have a social movement, right? Like feminism that's going to trump biological instinct and men want something that feels proprietary to them. Men like the chase. They like the mystery of women. They like wondering you know what she's like, and women are just putting it out there now. Where like I feel like I say to my friends, I'm like, I feel like I've had sex with Emily Ratajkowski. She's been naked so much on my phone. Like every time I my open, like Emily's naked here. Naked. I'm like, we've all slept with her. So how could any man reasonably want to say I want to marry? Why,
2: why do you like to go at Emily so much?
1: Because she's so naked. On like she's like her whole brand has. She has done nudity in a way. That what about
0: girls that like? And I'm just playing devil's advocate. But what about girls that just say like, it's my body. Like if I'm okay that's what with she it, she does
1: fine. Fine, but but, but look at tra- how many
2: careers that's she's made for women. Totally. Fine. You made it for Kim. She's, she's a missing. billionaire.
1: She is. And she's also on her fourth marriage. For, and Emily's on has just finished her first one. So like I say, I say to women, it's trades. You know what I mean? And what's going to happen now? Are they getting younger? Are they getting hotter?
2: Do you believe in the Kardashian like theory that they kind of drive guys crazy?
1: We'll see what happens to Travis Barker because <laughs> <laughs> he seems pretty chill so if he just if something wild happens to Travis Barker I'm going to be like fully invested in the in the Kardashian curse
0: yeah have yeah. you been in touch with Kanye recently at all
1: I do not publicly speak okay. about my relationship with Kanye because of That's fair. everything that happened at the end of last year um, and I, for whatever reason as soon as the public hears that me and Kanye speak it becomes this like oh. obsession with trying to you know get involved in it and i mean yeah he is happily dating someone else in other than kim in italy and there still seems to be this kind of media obsession with him despite them saying go away he went away yeah and they still won't leave the man alone (laughs) so i just don't know what the media wants from kanye um but it is yeah
2: you think that's a negative like it seems like it's becoming a huge problem but All these power couples that put their entire relationship for everybody, like that's never going to end well, right?
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think when you're him, it doesn't matter who you date now. Yeah, he's just his star is. Did you see him in Italy? Yeah, on the boat. I did, and you know what's interesting? It's you could say I'm the one that we obviously so inappropriate, and it's awful. But like we don't know how that lens was. Yeah. (laughs) These paparazzi lenses. You don't. I mean,
2: you see that photo, Kyle.
1: It was oh, crazy.
2: At least it wasn't like in a pup or whatever, pup play. Yeah. You can't get caught doing that. You
1: can't get caught He's- doing that. That was wild. Yeah. But there has been every time you open, I open the news, it's like following Kanye and Bianca, Kanye and Bianca, the media, and they wrote a whole letter saying, go away, Kanye. He's literally in Italy.
2: How do you think we can change that or then make a shift where you're not always, like you said, opening your phone and all these guys are just so attracted and just obsessed with seeing women all over social media like is that ever gonna I mean change? as a
0: guy no offense if it's there we're gonna look oh,
1: sure.
2: like it's
0: not possible to know yeah I like, think
1: that hits at a bigger problem and I've been doing a lot of work on my podcast and it's been really shocking to see how many men write in and talk about like porn addiction and they keep saying that no man like not many men will talk about it and it's something that so many men are struggling from and, like, my husband doesn't have any social media because he said to me, which I didn't even think about it. He's like, it's all pornography. And I'm so conscious of it now. But when he said it at the time, I didn't even, that's what I'm talking about. So you turn on Instagram and it's just butt cheeks. Like, you just got Kim Kardashian full frontal, like a s- tiny little sliver covering her crotch area. Trust me, he sends that me is, all the time yeah, DMs, like, yes, different chicks. It's crazy. I do. And so, and, and men are biologically wired to respond to that. So once upon a time, it was already difficult when men had these pornography magazines, but they had to like go through effort to get the magazine and slide it in between their mattress and things of that nature. Now it's just freely available at all times. And I don't think that there's enough men talking about what that does to men and how men are suffering from this overly pornographic society where, I mean, we're even desensitized to ads. I mean, you look at a Gucci bag, a woman's running in the ad with like, well, she's butt naked. Why does she have to be butt naked for you to sell this purse? And so I have had to check myself and realize how desensitized I have become to what is blatantly softcore porn everywhere in our society. That's true, yeah, no. And then thinking about how it, I think it renders men weaker, you know, yeah. men that are suffering from like, you know, can't stop masturbating all day and things of that nature. No one wants to talk about it. They want to pretend that it's not happening. And we're facing a full on epidemic.
2: Do you want to talk about it?
1: Me? Yeah, yeah your probably I don't
0: masturbate all day. It's over. Yeah if you're hungover I don't know what a porn addiction is but
1: that's sad you gotta start a podcast
2: about what the porn addiction,
1: addiction. yeah there's yeah, so many yeah cause everyone t- talks t- about that yeah it's cool. I'm telling you men are, men the, that write in are like I'm thank you for talking about this like I've suffered from but like from porn
0: this. all day long
1: yeah yeah. Like, well, like but like but not like on the hub social media
2: or like I i'm not, not gonna
1: lie i didn't like respond in the comments yeah. on youtube like hey how many times are you masturbating per day <laughs> but the general sentiment that i got was that men are really suffering from it you know and like they like don't know how to and andrew tate does some work in the space he's he's talked about pornography a lot and i think that's also part of the reason that there's a lot of people that follow him and and it, you know it's just temptation everywhere at all times
0: the instagram is definitely crazy though i mean crazy. yeah if you're in a relationship you're opening your instagram you're always seeing something different like right in your face something maybe better something different yeah and it yeah it is it makes it tough to kind of focus, focus yeah. on one thing it's, yeah it, but for it's sure.
2: all it's also like a. I know a girl for instance 20 years old makes 500k a month doing this stuff mm-hmm. lives in an apartment that people would dream to live in mm-hmm. and you're just sitting there like how is this reality you sound in love over there i mean Kind of like for (laughs) me, like it'd be cool to date her because I don't have it like that.
1: That's hitting at the addiction because you know what's happening is who's funding that men that don't even have the money to keep paying. So why
2: don't men get more of the pressure then because they're the ones supporting this like they're the it's ones both. paying that money it's both
1: it is both sides of it they're paying that money they don't even have the money you've got some weird kid in his mom's basement that's you know keeps upgrading to see more and more and more of her because he's developing like a love for this woman that he can't have and it's never going to be enough because she's on a f- screen mm-hmm. do you know what i mean well, but it's, it's not like the it's not the super wealthy people that are funding her it's the dollars that are coming in and people that can barely afford it because they're addicted you yeah
2: know? You, you'd probably crush on there and what only fans no no you'd make 20 million a year probably
1: i would teach history
2: yeah yeah um <laughs> jesus christ what was that too much no i would it's teach true. i
1: would teach history and i'd make 20 million a month
2: what do you think because you always talk about like men lacking masculine like masculinity features or whatever what do you think women now need to change or what like are the biggest things i
1: would love to see women enjoy their faces once again they're all looking exactly the same it's like they've all gone into the doctor and said give me this look and actually what's funny is that with the rise of transgenderism i don't know how guys are sure anymore like because these trans i don't know we just call it trans women look now like the hollywood girls they're all getting the same like the buckle buccal fat removal Mm -hmm. i don't even know what it's called so that they have this and the lips and now everyone looks exactly the same. And I'm like, I don't know. I feel like women should stop getting Botox when they're 25. What about, should
2: we ban BBLs?
1: that's the most dangerous surgery you can possibly get that's the most insane surgery that women are getting dying on the table left and right because they can't they don't know if the vein runs where it runs through in your butt so if they hit it you die it's incredible how many women die a year it is by far the most dangerous surgery but that's another one women are getting all the time and and it, what's sad is that it's such a quick fix of course that stuff's going to come back like why don't you get into fitness and things of that nature which is kind of what i promote on my platform like why don't you work out as opposed to just being lazy and laying on a table and not realizing that it's going to come back. But I would definitely say also just their the faces. It's it's they don't look good to me. I don't know if I'm not edited that way or my brain doesn't work that way. But I don't think when women can't move their face that it looks attractive and they look terrifying by the time they're forty. Terrifying. You oh can't yeah, you can't thing. age with that. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Trades now might you're like oh, okay she's got looks kind of cute when she's twenty five and then by the time she hits. 35 it just cracks you know because now she's the stuff is moving in her face like the girls are getting all the filler The filler is crazy men are getting filler now look at simon cowell no he's not
2: what like lip filler
1: his whole face he just actually spoke out about his like addiction to it and now he said that his like son told him that he looked really scary and now he's gonna stop oh shit It's like, I'm like, you're a man. Men look good when they age. That's the whole point of being a man. Like men age like fine wine. So it's why would you be, but they just are caught in this weird simulation. So I would definitely like to see women not getting like the scary face.
2: Do you think that people are becoming like lazier now with how much success you can get in social media, YouTube, like stuff that we do, right? And they don't want to go to work. Like, is that going to become an issue? You think?
1: Um, I think it's creating depression. I think everyone's kind of has this mentality of how do you make a quick buck, and the and they don't want to work hard, and they think the easiest way to do it is either sell their bodies and things of that nature. But it, there's definitely a cultural depression going on. You know, people don't go outside anymore. I mean, it's it's just everybody's living through their screen, which is problematic and not good. And that's something that I think being having a real life outside of you know, the internet and starting a family, it naturally pulls you away from all that. You know, I'm like spending my free time at the farmer's market, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, and things, learning how to grow garden things that it just, it actually makes you happier, which is what I try to tell people. Like all this stuff seems stupid, but I love my garden. Why, why
2: do you think the main reason is it seems like people just don't want families and kids anymore? Like they used to.
1: I think they do, but I think they're scared because they've been conditioned to think that, and by the way, a lot of it's going wrong because it's hard to find a quality woman. It's hard to find a quality man. So mm-hmm. at what we're talking about, there's so much out there that is tempting to people. And so that makes difficult, especially if you live in a city like LA or New York, and your idea is like, you know, the hedge fund guy that you want to try to capture as opposed to like someone who just loves his family and goes to church on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And women, I mean, what you're talking about, every every woman's a thought now, right? What did someone <laughs> call it? I watched, was it PJW? What did he call it? He called it hoflation. <laughs> hoflation? A, yeah. He's like, hoflation. Well, that's
2: a, is, that a, is that a serious yeah, issue? Yeah, I'm going to try
1: to... Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a very, it's a very it's serious issue, and inflation. I'm glad you asked. It's worse than inflation. It's it's actually a very... I'm, if I run for president, this is going to be my platform. Hoflation. Hoflation. You gotta we got to we gotta bring down hoflation. So he basically, what he was describing is so he's there's like... there's an inflation of hoes. Yeah, but what he was saying was that he was like, your grandfather, when he met your grandmother, like he basically had to do so much less work to find the highest quality woman, right? Who like cooks, cleans, loved God, like, you know, loves the Lord, all this stuff. And he's like, now men have to do the absolute most and they're still bringing hoes, you know? So he calls it, he was calling it hoflation and it is an epidemic, you know? And so I think that we live in a very hoflationary mm-hmm. environment. And There's if, some I, if you vote for me as your president, I will fix the ho economy. <laughs> well, <that's funny. laughs>
0: um tell us about the new show out on daily wire plus convicting yes a murderer.
1: yes convicting a murderer did either any of you guys watch making a murderer on netflix No, know why of- of- i think you kind of- of-
2: I've watched a lot of like shows like that like uh what are the two twins that killed their parents?
1: Yeah, well the, this one was a this one was the like Menendez the Brothers. first really big Netflix I I one that a they long did. Time ago, yeah, Yeah, and everybody watched it. It was like about Stephen Avery. It's this guy and he basically actually did get convicted wrongly for attempted murder and rape of this woman. This was pre-DNA, so people, you know, would just point someone in a lineup and say they did it. This woman barely escape with her life and she pointed to Stephen Avery and she was wrong. And um, years later, he served about 12 years in prison. God. Wrongly for that. Six of the years he was there for an, an illegitimate reason, but he's 12 years for something that he didn't actually do. He gets out and, you know, suddenly he's not out for long and he gets accused of committing a murder of another woman. So it became this like, everyone was like, no, the system's out to get him. There's a $36 million lawsuit that he has against the the city of Manitowoc County. And this is basically bad policing and all of this stuff. And so these documentary makers swooped down and created this whole documentary, like telling the story of Stephen Avery and people watched it. And tens of millions of people around the world uh, convinced that he was innocent of this second crime. and. Netflix really got behind this narrative in a big way. And so it caused like, this was basically White Lives Matter. Before there was Black Lives Matter, there was White Lives Matter. People crying outside of the courtroom, saying this man was innocent. They wrote songs about him. I mean, this culture phenomenon was kept up for years. And in reality, which my docu-series will explore, we kind of went back and looked at the facts of this case. He did up, end up getting convicted of killing this woman, Teresa Hallback, um, under the most horrific terms possible. I mean, we're talking rape, set on fire, shot, like, I mean, b- smashed into a pit, all of these things. And he's got fiancés in prison. He's been married multiple like crazy. Nobody cares about the facts after a certain point when something becomes a cultural phenomenon. And so I felt like after doing my BLM doc and kind of exposing the truth about the, the George Floyd story, people kind of pigeonholed me into thinking... I like, go, oh, she only cares about this issue because it's black versus white. In reality, I just care about the truth no matter what, <laughs> it doesn't matter what color the criminal is. I'm very interested in the media's ability to warp people's minds. And this was an earlier example of that. So we kind of went back in, showed people what Netflix did, uh, really got into the case details, talked about how he got there, what they left out, you know, who the Avery's were. They made him seem like this close knit, you know. Uh, family that just loved each other and were trying to get over this trauma of having him put in prison wrongly. My documentary is going to show you, which was listening to prison calls, you know, N-word this. And I mean, these were some these were some really bad people, uh, the way they speak about women, the way they speak about black people. I mean, so it, it, it's a number. And it's just, again, one of those times to examine how easily we all, all of us can be manipulated by the media. I have fallen victim to the media narratives before, and I'm not perfect. Maybe I'll fall for one in the future, but the Stephen Avery story and Convicting a Murderer is a 10-part docu-series that we did. And um, I don't know why I'm always pregnant when I do documentaries. the Daily Wire. <laughs> it's weird, but I'm pregnant again, this one. So
0: That's crazy. Yeah, I know. Just leaving out some facts and stuff can really just twist the narrative and stuff. Right. Guess, right. Why did you guys want to like, like, prove that case? Wrong. I
1: think for me, that's kind of been my interest since having my, what we talked about earlier, that cognitive dissonance moment and realizing how wrong I was about Republicans and thinking everything my whole life. I've kind of committed the rest of my life to always wanting to explore narratives that maybe people got wrong and that we all believe to be one way or the other. Right. Sometimes it's political. This one, it's, it's apolitical. It's more cultural. Um, you know, but I think a lot of times it's just social justice movements in general, have the ability to warp people's minds, you know, whether it's me too movement, BLM, whether it's one person like Steven Avery and, um, uh, the ability of a documentary maker to tell a story that we want to believe in, which is like, we want to believe the cops are crooked. Uh, it just helps people. I think explore their own mentality. And in this one, I've already gotten hate mail from my friends, my fans. They're like, I watched it. He's innocent. candace just stay out of this one. We followed it for 10 years. So I'm really excited to show them.
0: When is, is that out right now?
1: It is out right now. Okay. Yeah.
0: I'm going to check that out too. Mm-hmm. We got a whole fucking- Daily Wire
1: Plus. Daily Wire Plus. The first episode, completely free, um, which premiered on X, formerly known as Twitter. I feel like I'm. it's like saying like, Yay! the artist formerly known as Cardin Kanye West. X is kind of sticking now, though. I think. Yeah, it's, it's, it's getting there. Stick. starting yeah. to stick. Yeah. Um, I didn't think
0: it would, but it's starting to.
1: <laughs> and the second episode is completely free also on Daily Wire Plus. And I know that after you watch two episodes, you're just going to binge watch because it's really interesting.
0: So you're not a big conspiracy girl, too, are you? Like I saw you say like conspiracies are kind of just as bad as like what the liberals are doing to like conservatives
1: it's gone too far yeah is what i would say i think that i i think that having a healthy level of skepticism is good and i have a very more more than healthy level of skepticism i think is 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 for sure but what we're seeing now is people go from taking the red pill to taking the black pill, and the black pill is dangerous. It doesn't believe in anything. Everything you see is just like it's this person is this. Taken. This person must be controlled by this. And I've seen like people that I used to follow, well-meaning conservatives, just have their brains completely rotted, you know, because they can't see anything. It's like every everybody's related to George Soros, you know, everybody's related uh, uh, to the World Economic Forum, and I'm. Just wondering if they ever even explored the basic idea of six degrees of separation. I could connect every person in the Soros. I promise you. I promise you, I could. It's going to be some school you went to that he funded. Maybe the mics, his hedge fund. Who knows, right? And so what's happened now is they're problematizing every single person that's new. And I saw this a lot with with Vivek Ramaswamy. He's like, he took took out a scholarship to law school, which like George Soros had a fellowship scholarship. And they're like, he's working for George Soros. It's just like, guys. And they were like, Trump also working for... I'm like, okay, is everyone working for George Soros? And so I've been just a little exhausted and that's why I say But now I like to do it as like a spectator sport because everyone has become such a conspiracy theorist that they, they just can't even see straight. I, I promise you I ate a slice of pizza once on my Instagram and they said I was a part of Pizzagate <laughs> in New York City. The most appropriate place to eat a slice of pizza and I was just like posting this pepperoni pizza, hadn't had pizza, that is good pizza though. in so long. And it was during COVID. And I wanted to prove that I could get the pizza without the vax pass. I wasn't vaxed. And then I <laughs> posted it on my Instagram. Super cool picture. I looked posh. I just got back from inter- interviewing Eric Trump. I was in this wonderful blazer. Every comment, I knew it. They got her. They got her pizza. I was like, you guys literally just like if you can't even look at a piece of pizza now on the Internet, it's time to log off. You know what I mean? It's time to log off. So we're we're dealing with that now. And I get it, obviously, because. People, we've been lied to so much about such big things, like COVID, as just one example, that it's hard for people to know who or what to trust, but you have to find a healthy balance or you're, you're just going to become a crazy person.
0: How about Obama's chef? Did you see what happened with that?
1: I have not looked into it, but okay, that seems like one I might
0: enjoy. What is that? His chef, I don't know too much about it either, but his chef like
1: drowned. Yeah, and it wasn't the first chef that drowned in the lake or something. Yeah, and it was just like a weird. People were saying there was a conspiracy theory around it. There may be or may not be, but I have to do what? my. Holy I have shit. to do it's my. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, Why are you give me this? Oh no, I wasn't. <laughs> oh, Okay. No, I, yeah yeah
1: yeah. it's just like it's people are writing have been writing about it, but I haven't actually looked at it myself. But, um, you know, yeah. it would be more interesting if it was the Clintons. <laughs>
0: Well, that'd be more obvious. Yeah. It'd be more
1: obvious. Yeah. But yeah, Martha's Vineyard, I guess. The chef died and they haven't really told much about how it happened. And so people are running with a lot of conspiracy theories, but I don't I don't know much about that, to be completely honest.
0: What is one that's like a public conspiracy that you do agree with?
1: I say this all the time. You're never gonna convince me away from this one. Me me and my husband have wars about this one. We are on opposite sides. The moon landing. I just can't get behind it. I can't believe it happened. I can't. You don't think it happened? No. I think it's weird. I think I think Elon Musk knows it didn't happen because he says when he's ever asked, he's like, oh, it's kind of weird how we just never went back. And, you know, like the moon is twenty six thousand miles away. And now we and since being there, we've never gone beyond 200, 200 miles. It's like the whole thing. If you look into it, it's weird. And then like they, they also live aired it in 1969. Like that's so we've weird. Never
0: landed men on the moon <laughs> since I so. that.
1: I don't think we did it the first time.
0: Yeah. but like, technically, I I, right. I agree with
2: you because it's, it's like we're so much more crazy. We're more
1: advanced. We've never done yeah. it again. Yeah, it's just that the whole thing's weird. And then they lost all the original tapes, but they premiered it live all around the world. We don't even have cell phones. Like the whole thing is just. I can't get behind the moon landing, and I argue with everyone about this. I'm like, guys, leave me alone. This is this is my conspiracy. What would be
0: the reason to fake it?
1: That's a great question. That is a great question. I mean,
0: some people say it's because the Americans were racing Russia, yeah, the space race.
1: Yeah. Like it was like a, like we Whoa. had to do it first or something like that. But, and also the person they hired but to film Russia it, fake it was like a L like an LA producer. It's just like, there's so many weird things about the moon landing. And I'm like, well, I'm like, I, I tweeted that once. I was like, what is one relatively harmless conspiracy theory that like you could totally see being actually a faction? I'm like that we faked the moon landing. That's that. That's mine. What about you?
0: I don't really know. I've, I've always been like just like into conspiracies. Like I'll yeah. look into them. Even yeah. like 9-11 back then or like Shady. anything. So we There's definitely always... were
1: not told the truth about 9-11. I don't yeah. think that's a conspiracy. I think that's just a fact. Yeah. Weird stuff. Like the phone calls. Like suddenly I can't get service like three feet in the air. But you're telling me like in 2001 like 20 people are just like calling their spouses saying the that plane was That was the hijacked, craziest
0: one. Or the Tower 7 finding thing. Finding the
1: passports. Yeah. Yeah, but they couldn't find human remains. I mean, there was a lot of weird stuff. Like they may have added evidence because they had a narrative they wanted to go through. But I think we all—I don't even like Kong a conspiracy. I think it's just like kind of a fact that like we do not know everything that happened uh, yeah. that day. You know.
0: One more thing I want to ask is: What do you think about um, Kim Jong Un? Just said that he's going to meet with Putin.
1: I didn't hear in that. Russia. You didn't hear that? No, but it's not. Surprising. I guess I guess
0: they're going to discuss North Korea possibly providing weapons to Russia.
1: Not surprising. I mean, they've always had a relationship, a, b, what are you what are you leaving Putin with? You're folding him into the arms of you're going you're gonna, it's going to be China. It's going to be all, all of the Asian nations, obviously, because you're basically telling him that he can't do business with anybody in Europe, which is should have been a natural alliance. I mean, we've completely fumbled the ball. People have been treating it like we live, you know, the Cold War is still going on. And unfortunately, the problem is that we have a bunch of people that live through the Cold War that are informing foreign policy. Right. And they are not after peace. They are just after this narrative that Russia, Putin bad, and we've got billions and billions and billions of dollars to spend to prove that, even though there's obviously, we're not going to, this is an unwinnable situation. What are we even doing over there, you know? Yeah. Um. Other than funding Zelensky. What do
2: you think we should... Get out of Ukraine.
1: We should have never gone in. Yeah, You spent billions. <laughs> on our business. Right?
2: Do you think that's more? That's more of a like war between Europe. It's like why are we? Yeah, even Why involved?
1: are we? Why does America think that we have to put our nose in everything? It's just it's it's stunning to me, and to see people on that Republican primary stage trying to convince us that that's what we have to do. Like it's it's we are supposed to be the world's police. It's like absolutely not. It's a complete. It's completely ridiculous. to suggest that. Imagine if Putin had soldiers in Mexico. I mean, that's what we're doing. That's what NATO is. We've got soldiers in other people's backyards and on their borders. And then we say to them, it's because we're the world police. I mean it's 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 such a nonsense. like i I am very much a nationalist. I believe that we should be focused on things that impact America. I think we should be focusing on what's happened in what's happening in San Francisco. They've got poop squads. You've got people that are in the streets tweaking. You know, we have so many epidemics here that we could choose from. We have a literal invasion happening at our own border. And you're trying to tell me that I need to care about what's happening in Ukraine first. I don't. Yeah. That's the answer. I just don't. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: do you ever feel like American society is just like, do you feel like the the U.S. will fall as the world's greatest empire?
1: Well, we're seeing them talking about, you know, it's definitely not going to be the strongest dollar. And and it's, in my opinion, with the way that we are conducting ourselves from a foreign policy perspective, it is inevitable. So if we don't get somebody in there that's going to correct the ship and stop trying to basically say that we will bully everybody in submission, that we, I mean, we even say things like, we won't give you money unless you agree to teach your children pronouns like america's doing this kind of shit it's crazy it's literally crazy you see
0: what they're learning in china or the ai thing in china no the students have like these i saw it on i think joe rogan reacted it, but they have these like headbands on and it monitors if they're like paying attention it wow. monitors if they're tired it can like tell if they're going on their phone and it's all tracked to like a a tablet and the parents get like a report so they're literally just their like, ai training them to yeah. be like yeah. like they're gonna have a like a civilization of
1: Meanwhile like, in Los yeah. Angeles, yeah, what what are we crazy. teaching our kids? They can't even read, you yeah. know? So it's I don't see how America is not destined to have to deal with the consequences of what we've done to the education system, the consequences of what we've done to people's mentality with all of these ridiculous social justice movements, the consequences of weak families. And um I think we're we're coming to that moment very quickly. And, and unfortunately people will be very ill prepared for it because we've lived in times of privilege for so long that we don't know we don't understand what it means when you're not number 1 anymore
2: mm-hmm. and we're
1: going to get smacked in the face people that don't even who think food grows in a grocery store that's why i took it upon myself to learn how to grow my food you know my husband hunts i just learned to hunt you know i, I cuz when hard times come all of this stuff is not going to be anything you know what i mean it's good. do you know how to grow fruits and vegetables if the answer is no you've got nothing, you know what I mean? Damn, that's scary. Yeah.
2: Okay, so hunter, gatherer, what are the three most important traits for the <laughs> most manly man?
1: I mean, I I think men should learn how to hunt, shoot, do all those things. That's attractive to me. Like, you know, that's definitely the thing like that attracted me to my husband, you know? Like, cause I'm like, okay, there was something biological there. I was, you can live off, we can live off of a land and it made me want to go <laughs> into the gap hunter gatherer No, I
2: saw you said uh you had a boyfriend and you had to break up with him cuz you felt that if there was ever a break in he wouldn't protect yeah.
1: you. Yeah. Yeah. So- I just suddenly realized I was I was dating this guy in New York City where men are a little softer in yeah. New York and LA, I think probably is fair thing to say. And um he just I just suddenly, I just remember sitting on a couch and looking at him and just being like if someone breaks into this house I'm gonna. I'm gonna have. <laughs>
2: did, you? did you Did you tell him that? I no, it was no, no,
1: no, 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 no. I said it in my head. I didn't say it, and that, but I broke up with him the next day. I, yeah. I was Wait, just like, what, if what someone was your explanation though? Door, I was just like, you know, I blah blah blah, a bunch of BS. But in my head, I just remember looking at him and just having that moment of like, you're not gonna do shit. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know? and it was something that he said about like. Like it was something about the way he like you know he, he bought the lock to like you know double lock in case something and I'm like the double lock yeah a double lock gonna keep us safe if someone comes to the store and That's so funny. I think I think men should lean into being protectors, knowing what it means to protect. You don't need to be the biggest guy, or the fastest guy, but you should know how to shoot and you should know how to hunt. You should know what to do. My husband was like skin an animal and all that stuff. And I learned it in Africa um, at the end of last year because I wanted to know how to do it. Um, and I just think that that stuff is really, really super important. So we've purchased land and, you know, with running water on it that we can live off of. And I didn't, it was crazy realizing two years ago, I didn't know how to grow vegetables. And then when you grow them, you're like, why do I ever buy them at the grocery store? They're so expensive. And when you grow them, your problem is you have too much. You just, it's like crazy. I'm like, how do I go to the farmer's market? How do I turn this into hot sauce? How do I, you know? And so I've been in that phase of my life of just wanting to know, how To do everything that our grandparents knew how to do, which is yeah. just so wild. Uh, like,
0: just start ripping a, g- a garden in the backyard.
2: I know, yeah, it'd be pretty something sauce, like that. Actually, yeah, well, I'll, I'll do the hunting. Yeah. You, Literal do the sauce if you grow the crops, you I'll could hunt.
0: You barely shoot a gun on the range, man. You were scared.
2: Right. It was you a look, desert that, eagle. Have you, you shot a deagle? Have you shot yeah. a deagle before? What is that, like a desert eagle? No, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. there's a lot of recoil. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> i'm just saying
1: (laughs) no but you you garden in the backyard could be a play though but even just learning about how like knowing about how to catch different animals like they're so effing smart you know like they're like you know they hear you all this stuff like how to actually hunt an animal what rifles you need to use like all of that stuff is super important like men should go on man trips and go learn all that stuff you know yeah because all the other stuff doesn't really mean anything at the end of the day if you can't keep your kids fed and keep you know.
0: I agree. I love the garden play now.
1: No, it's for real. And there's no literally, chance it he'll could do literally that. be, especially sauce. if
0: we do have some girls over to the house and like we show them the hot tub, the pool, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, also we have our own garden. Like, yeah, we grow all our
2: own crops. Yeah,
1: it like, would be like this, we like this is a random land. flex. Yeah, that, that's, that's, I'm that's,
2: telling you, that's a. Play. you think that's attractive? Oh to yeah, see something yeah. Like that. dude. Oh. that's
1: dope.
2: Well, like, what's what, what are you growing in the back?
1: I'll grow everything. What are you growing?
2: Like carrots, lettuce.
1: Yeah. So don't grow watermelons. Do you grow fruit too or no? No, I did like watermelons cheese? and I'll never do them again Okay, because they grow like freaking, I'm not a big, like I'm I'm a vegetable person. I love vegetables. I eat all vegetables. Fruit, I'm like finicky on depending on textures. Um, But yeah, so I grew I grew what I ate, you know, obviously. It was the first thing. So I had so many different varieties of tomatoes and peppers. Um, I failed at Brussels sprouts, but I, did, I think I planted them a little bit too early, to be honest. Things that you learn, I just wasn't the right season because you live in an agricultural zone. So there's certain things you can grow down here that I can't grow. Like you can okay. probably, you probably could do probably like a, a avocado trees. You could probably snap. Yeah, yeah, you could. Imagine if you just said to the girl, oh, I have an avocado tree in the back. Let me just grab you That's an avocado. Awesome. And then you go to the grocery store and you're Some spending fresh, like fresh $20 on a freaking avocado. And you're like, then when you grow them, you're like, why the heck did I ever spend this money? I have so many, I don't know what to do with so Then you, then you get into canning and freezing them. So now I have like these deep freezers in my, you know, and because I'm just going to eat them all through the winter now that I'm done growing all of them. Like it's a whole, wow. it's a whole flex
0: i love it yeah (laughs) Yeah, let's do it i actually love it we're doing it straight
2: up you
1: need to send me updates of what you're growing i think it's great you
2: should do like an instructional video for us or something
1: yeah you know you just learn it's actually so easy like i remember when i was i was so overwhelmed by this idea next time you come
0: back you can come check on you just
1: literally drop the seeds and the dirt just grows and then you learn like what's a weed when it pops up you're like is that my fruit or is that my vegetable and you're like no it's a weed you gotta go pull them you know, and then just suddenly you have so much food and it happens so much faster than you realize. Like it's like a couple of weeks and then you're like, what am I going to do with all this lettuce? You know, what am I going to do with all this? And then you got to learn how to fight the rabbits. I don't. Shit. We were smart. We had like a loud noise around them. The animals won't go anywhere near if they can't hear themselves. Shit. But yeah, then, 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 then you're suddenly you're turning into a hunter. True. I hate all of the shootings. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Cool. Yeah. I'm
2: pumped. All right, let's
1: get to the garden. Yeah, we gotta Let's get go them. buy some
2: seeds.
0: Well, we appreciate yeah. you. This is your second time coming My on too. My so second time joining the, the Nelp Boys. What does it mean? It stood for that? like when we made it a long time ago. It just like, you know when you make like a random like gamer tag on like a gaming thing? Yeah. It stood for like Nick Elliot Lucas Kyle. That's okay. just like who we did it with at the time. This is your Grand
1: Theft Auto chat. I'm going to find you. It's like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but now it's just
0: like Nelp Boys. It doesn't even mean anything. I like it's it. Like, yeah. Yeah.
1: It's just, it just it seems like it means something. Yeah. Yeah. All Deep right. down, it does. Well, yeah. we appreciate
0: you. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, yeah, thank you so much. It's so always a good back. time. Go. Thank
1: you guys. Bang. <laughs>